Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and we're glad you're here. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. I'm here tonight with Shay. Hi, Shay. How are you? Good evening. We're both, uh, I, I know you're probably thinking, wow, are these two ever going to get their voice back? But we are getting there, I promise you. Uh, for those of you who are fellow cedar sufferers, um, we are still struggling with cedar. We live out near uh, Canyon Lakes, so we have a lot of uh, cedar around us. And so we uh, we are so thankful for trees, but we're not so happy with the cedar pollen right now. So I promise you, someday soon we will have a voice again. Well, and Lee has more of a voice than I do tonight, and so I'm a little envious of him. Well, it just seems to to come and go, so we appreciate you listening in. Uh, we are still celebrating 2015, and uh, we're ready to jump into a great year. I wanted to give everybody a little bit of a heads up. Uh, not tonight, but in the next two shows, possibly three, we're going to uh, begin discussing the topic of childhood sexual abuse and rape. And uh, so just in case you... Uh, have someone in your life who's experienced a rape as an adult or has had a childhood sexual abuse experience. Uh, we have definitely um, got the at least two, possibly three shows for you. Uh, we see this as a devastating, most devastating uh, event that happens in either a child's life or an adult's life and and so we want to to speak about it. We come uh, from a past of working through uh, some of this stuff and through uh, and worked in the field of rape and childhood sexual abuse. And so we see just the devastating effects of it. And so if you have someone that you, that you would like to listen for, or you're listening for yourself, we hope you listen in for the next two to three session, uh, two to three weeks, and we will hopefully uh, answer any questions and have some great discussion about healing and hope for those who've been abused and those who've been raped. So hopefully you'll turn into that. Well, and I just wanted to offer that uh, before that time, I'd just like to welcome anybody if they have any questions or if they'd like us to answer any questions on the topic, uh, if they just send the question to us, and we would be happy to include it in our conversation. That's right, and you're welcome to send that question to info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And I also want to remind everybody, we are a call-in show, and you're welcome to call in tonight if you have comments or questions. Uh, the number is 210-340-9585. That's our local number. That's 340-9585. Or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. And uh, we were talking about what we might talk about tonight, and I know uh, Mark, our our producer over here, is uh, saying, oh, wow, porn again. 
And uh, I'm saying, yes, we're going to talk about purity tonight. And uh, I guess really the reason why it, it came to my mind to talk about purity tonight is just a, a bit of a, I guess just a, a, a significant call came in this week from a father whose son is 15 and his son for at least the last year has been struggling with porn. And so, uh, we just think it's necessary. We think it's important to talk about, uh, purity and to talk about the devastation of, uh, pornography and of, of what happens when you begin to get into the devastating effects of pornography. You know, I found pornography at the age of about nine years old. Uh, I stumbled across a book that had all kinds of things in it. It had any pictures, but it had all kinds of uh, uh, stories in it, uh, unfortunately, at at least a, a fourth grade reading level. And it just opened some doors in my life that I couldn't close after that. And then soon after, I found a stash of uh, magazines and began looking at those and before I knew it, I was caught. I was stuck in a web of, of, of lust and of brokenness that I couldn't get out of. I didn't know how to get out of it. It was, it was too, um, it was too ensnaring. And so it was just a tough time. And I, I feel for folks who struggle. I feel for folks who, who have marriages and they're trying to save their marriage or they're trying to work in their marriage and yet they still struggle with this particular issue. So we're going to talk a little bit more about it tonight. We're going to talk about the importance of, of finding help for it and, and that there is freedom for it because the great thing is, is we are not porn lookers. We are children of the King. And that's if you know the Lord, if that's if you have accepted Jesus as your savior you know, I was also saved at eight years old. So to be saved at eight and then to find porn at nine, I know I had many well-meaning folks along the way, uh, pastors and and a, 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 a youth director here and there who said, well, you must not have really been saved if that if you allowed porn in your life after you were saved. And and I just disagree with that. I feel like Jesus has told me since then that he saved me at eight years old because he knew what was coming down the road, that he knew that there was going to be brokenness in, brokenness in my life and that he was there to stay and he helped walk me through it. So just wanting to open the phone lines and uh, if you have a porn issue or if you know of someone, you certainly don't have to share your real name, but you can certainly talk about it if you'd like to. It's 210-340-9585. And I also want to just share a little bit about a retreat we're having at the end of this month out at uh, our retreat center, the Agape Dome. We are having a fervent warrior men's retreat, and it will be the 30th and 31st and 1st, uh, the, the January 30th and 31st, and then February 1st. It's It's a men's retreat, so it's strictly for men. But it's a, a Finding Our Passion in Christ retreat, and that's kind of the, the adventure of the weekend, is trying to find Jesus in the midst of either our brokenness. A person certainly doesn't have to have any specific brokenness to attend. Um, certainly people can come if they just want to find more of Christ, spend a weekend with a bunch of other men trying to get closer to Jesus. That's what our goal is going to be to talk about living in his grace and his love 
And so if you are interested, you're welcome to go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And it's the, at the bottom of the front page. There's You can click on Registration for the Fervent Warrior. All we ask is a $50 registration fee to hold your slot, and then there'll be a donation taken at the end of the weekend. But it starts around 7 o'clock on Friday evening, and it will end Sunday around 11 to, to 12, something 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., somewhere around early lunchtime. So we'd love to have you. If you have any questions, you're also welcome to call us at 210-887-9007. So let's jump into purity tonight. Okay, Shay? That sounds good. You see, she thinks she's out of the, she doesn't have to talk because her voice is gone, but I'm going to keep asking her, making sure y'all know she's in here, because she is sitting here. I told him that I'm just sitting here for moral support. I don't think people want to hear a squeaky voice. Oh, sure they do. Any voice like yours is beautiful, whether it's squeaky or not. Thank you. Well, I want to start with a uh, some Barna statistics. Um, this the statistic that I find most interesting. It says as approximately two thirds or sixty four percent of U.S. men view pornography at least monthly. Now, the reason why I start with that is because I think it is the adventure to find what we really believe about pornography. And it's interesting, as we were talking, Shay and I always go try to eat somewhere before we come over here, and we were talking at the dinner table, and that's where I'm going to include Shay again. Hopefully she'll jump in. Um, we were talking about about what kind of a message that we send about purity and about uh, sexuality in our home. Uh, and she was talking about a a person that is an as a friend of ours or an acquaintance of ours on Facebook. You know Facebook. Sometimes it's uh, where life you can be friends with everyone and not everyone really knows much about you. But it's it's still this process. And and she was on Facebook the other day and she was talking about seeing this woman uh, who had posted a picture of a half dressed man and. She said something about how her tongue was sticking out or something like that. And and just the whole process of what do we share with our kids? What are the messages that we give our kids about our sexuality? Did you want to say anything about that? or? Oh, I, I was just, um, it was kind of funny. It lost a lot in the translation of what he was saying. Well, that's so, why I want you to follow up. Well, but it just kind of made me laugh. But, um. Anyway, I guess my my concern that I was voicing is just it's interesting um, that sometimes we do send mess, mixed messages, and sometimes when people are on Facebook, they, you know, I don't know that they really realize what they're portraying sometimes to other folks and and to their children or to their family members uh, that may be looking, you know, and uh, how you could even in something that you post could even be a stumbling block to someone else or to a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or somebody else's husband or wife or, you know, whatever. So. Well, certainly, and, and that's kind of what we just kind of want to start talking more about, and that's why we're bringing it up again, is just this process of learning what do we teach and what do we know? What do we have? What have we learned 
about our sexuality, about who we are. You know, it's been a an adventure for me coming out of my own brokenness with homosexuality and same-sex attraction and yet working with countless number of men who don't have my issue but have struggles with porn or prostitution or uh, struggles with having sex outside their marriage or maybe it's even uh, habitual or compulsive masturbation. And, you know, what we find is is that you know, sexual brokenness, it may take its deviations from our brokenness or from our hurts. But for the most part, sexual brokenness is exactly the same, and it generally comes from some of the same origins. And so, you know, I think it's very important to look at your own past and look at your childhood and figure out Where did I learn or what did I learn about my sexuality? What did my parents teach about sexuality? And some people say, well, my parents didn't teach anything about sexuality. They never even spoke about it. And that's a teaching. That is a, that is, is a way of sharing without sharing. It's basically saying your sexuality is yours and I don't really want to say anything about it because either I'm ashamed of it or we we won't talk about sexuality. But <clears throat> whatever you do with it is what you find about it. I know I personally didn't have a lot of sex ed. I found out mostly all I needed to know through pornography and on bathroom walls. And, and maybe that was your experience or maybe it wasn't. And uh, maybe your parents actually sat down and spoke to you about what sex was. You know, I've heard so many different ways that people hear about sexuality, um, and and it's just an interesting beginning to look at if you do struggle with porn, or if you have a child who struggles with porn, or or maybe you've had some purity issues. You know, a lot of times people just say, or they've been told, or they've come to the conclusion that, well, I'm a man, I just need a lot of sex, and that's just the way I am. And so... Uh, nobody understands that but me. But I truly believe that God would not give us our sexuality as the gift it is to be enjoyed within marriage and then have it rage out of control. So I personally believe that it's God's best that we find our best in our sexuality and our purity. And certainly there's no judgment. Uh, certainly there's no you should be or you could be or shame on you. It's more, let's just talk openly about it. You know, I, um, I was sitting with a, a pastor one time. He was an associate pastor of a church and he said, I, I really want to help people understand, uh, their hurts and their own sexuality. And we were talking and I said, you know, that's great. You know, why don't we do this? Why don't you get your staff together? You're the lead pastor and, you know, the associate pastors and yourself, and why don't you all all come out to the retreat center and let's let's talk about sexuality. Let's do a sexual history timeline. Let's sit down all together and let's look at where you learned about sex, where you all were first exposed to sex, whether any of you had had issues with pornography or compulsive masturbation or, (coughs) excuse me, or sex before marriage any of those things, and let's just really dive into it. You all are all pastors and and together and working together. This will be a great time for you all to just be vulnerable and really share with one another. 
And I'll never forget, he turned about five shades of white, and he looked at me and he said, um, we could never do that. And I said, why is that? And he said, because we could never be that vulnerable with each other. And I thought to myself there that that is the reason why pornography continues to affect people, is because it's very hard to talk about. It's very hard to share, especially among Christian circles. It's shared about among the secular world, and people say, well, that's just what I do. And it's okay. Everybody looks at porn, and so it's no big deal. But then you have, in the, in the Christian world, you have this, this almost unspoken uh, belief about porn is that if you have struggled with it, uh, we question you or we question your, your Christianity. Uh, if you've never struck, struggled with it, then you're great. If you have ever wanted to talk about it, oh, you must be struggling. And so therefore, uh, we don't really know what to do with you. And so it's just an adventure of trying to learn. And I call it an adventure because I don't believe personally that God <clears throat> looks at us in shame over it. I think he looks at us and he says, you know, I want to free you from that. I have come to set the captive free. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit tonight about pornography and the things that uh, that get us tangled up in pornography. I'm going to play have Mark play one of uh, the, the, my favorite songs. It's called What Sin, and uh, I just want to give a little backstory here. Uh, when I first started coming into my healing about 15 years ago, um, this song I could not sing and I could not get through without crying. And uh, it was because when you struggle with with some of the worst sins, when you struggle with pornography, when you struggle with homosexuality, when you struggle, you name them, some of the worst of the worst. You know, sometimes it's easier to say, well, I struggle with overeating or I struggle with drinking. But, you know, when you come down to some of those that really has some stigma attached, then what you end up finding is, is that you feel pretty bad about yourself. You feel pretty less than. And I did. I felt uh, like there's really no way God could really love me or have much in store for me if this is what I do. And I'll never forget when I first heard this song, it brought me to tears. And then sometimes just in praise and worship, I'd try to sing it. And I just couldn't get through it without crying. And I hope that if someone's listening out there and they question whether God is really there, or if they question whether God really loves them, then I just pray that you will take these words to heart. Thanks, Mark, for playing this. Sin with the 
Well, I hope you like that song as much as I do. Uh, one of the great things about that song is, is that, you know, our father really does throw our sins as far as the east is to the west. He really does also throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. And I think the reason why I couldn't get through that song sometimes is I couldn't imagine that I, that I had a father in heaven who knew everything I'd done and who loved me still. And who threw my sins as far as the east is to the west. 
And so it was just really cool to see and to hear what he can do with our brokenness. So don't run from your brokenness. Uh, hopefully you'll be willing to talk about it tonight. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear them. 210-340-9585. Join us when we return. We'll keep talking about porn and purity. Let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Well, welcome back. We're glad that you're coming back with us. We're glad you're here. Uh, we are talking about porn and purity. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear them. Our number here locally is 210-340-9585, or you can call in toll-free at 877 877- Six three zero five seven five seven. Shay looks like she's got something on her mind. Well, I did have just a little comment. Okay. Um, when Lee was playing that song earlier, it's it's what sin. You know, I just wanted to remind folks, the world is a crazy place, and you know, people and ourselves. We would love to remind ourselves of what sinners we are and it's and it's it's okay to say you know to god you know i'm such an unworthy sinner but it is important for us to be able to acknowledge god and his love and his unfailing love you know that he's there in his his wonderful grace that he does pull us out of our sin and he forgives us of forgives us of our sin and he does say what sin. There's a lot of people that will be there to say, look at your sin. Look what you've done. You know, look who you are, especially if you've wronged somebody else. And, and rightly so, you know, there's people that do get hurt. And they do have to work through their forgiveness of, of you if you've hurt somebody. But I'm just here to remind folks, that, you know, when you hear that song or if you listen to that song, you know, we have to look past that and we have to realize that it's God in his perfect grace that's saying to us what sin. And don't you think, Shay, that that is really what sets people free? I mean, I know in my own struggle, you know, I'll never forget, I had a, I had a, a, a youth pastor at around 16 come to me and when I told my whole story to him, he just, he pushed the Bible over to me and he said, you know, neither fornicators nor idolaters nor homosexuals will enter the kingdom of heaven. And so you better do something about this or you're going to hell. And I can promise you folks that did not set me free. 
But what you're saying, Shay, is is that really when we know the grace of God, when we know that he forgets our sin, when he throws it as far as the east is to the west, then that doesn't make me a pornographer. It doesn't make me a porn looker. It makes me a child of the king because he still sees me as his son. Amen. And once you grasp that, that no matter what you've done, and, I, and I'm saying this to not only those who've been hurt, in the process of a person who's looked at porn, maybe you're a wife who's been hurt by your husband's porn. Maybe you're a, a parent who's been hurt by your child looking at porn and just been devastated because you don't know what to do. You know, maybe you don't know. Maybe you're just a, a family member who knows what devastation porn has done or, or, or just impurity, whether it's compulsive masturbation or sex outside of marriage, and you're just hurting But I just want folks to realize that it's when you find out that you are not what your sin says you are, you are who God says you are. When you find that out, when it sinks deep into your heart, then you begin to realize, I am not that person. I may struggle with this sin, but I am not my sin. Amen. And when you do that, I can tell you there's great freedom there, because then you don't When Satan knocks at your door and he throws a fiery dart in your direction and he says, oh, come on, you know, you're just a porn looker. You know, you're a pervert. You know, you're filthy. Just do filthy things because that's who you are. When you start thinking, maybe I should do that. And yet you remember, no, wait a minute. I'm a son of the king. I've been bought by the price of Christ's blood. I have been redeemed. So as a redeemed child of God, I I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. You know, I remember going places to do despicable things, thinking I'm going to go, I'm just going. And I'd be praying, please, Lord, stop me. Don't let me do this. Get me out of this situation. And, you know, that never stopped me. What stopped me is realizing how much he really does love me in spite of my sin knowing that he met me each time in my sin and said, yes, I know what you just did, I know what you're doing, and I love you still. And someday I'm going to free you. See, we think, as some Christians and some churches preach, that you know we must condemn the sinner. We must, we must be the ones to condemn the sin, sinner. And certainly we, we can look at sin and say, wow, we judge that as sin. That is sinful. But we don't condemn the sinner. We love the sinner. And we try to help them find the freedom of who they are in Christ. And that is a, is what I believe helps set people free. All right, I want to share another statistic here. The number of Christian men viewing pornography virtually mirrors the, nat- the national average. Eight in ten Men, or 79%, between the ages of 18 and 30, view pornography monthly. And two-thirds of men, 67%, between the ages of 31 and 49, view pornography monthly. And one of the last statistics I'll share is Christian men are watching pornography at work at the same rate as the national average. So maybe you're listening to that and you're a man and you've been struggling with pornography or maybe you suspect, you know, I, the reason why the, we, we kind of decided to do this show 
is because of a father who called in about his teenage son, you know, and the incredible thing about teenagers is sometimes they can get caught in this stuff as I did without even knowing what to do. And they get caught and they get confused and they don't know what to do. And so they hide because what do I do? I can't share this with mom and dad because they'll get mad at me or they'll be upset with me. And so what do I do? Uh, I hide. And that's what pornography does sometimes is it just causes us to want to hide. And I just want to offer to you, hiding doesn't help. And uh, speaking of not hiding, we've got a caller on the air. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. You're on the air with Lee and Shay. Hi, Brother Lee. Uh, this is Chaplain. That's uh, my title. I'm a, a volunteer chaplain in a local medical facility, and I live a couple hours, more than a couple hours north of you guys, and I just want to encourage you and support you. I, I agree with what you're talking about purity. Uh, I myself had a problem uh, with pornography up through my mid-20s, and uh, due to diabetes, I lost my sight. And uh, for years, you know, the, the 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 lust and the desires doesn't go away with even with the loss of vision. I can tell you that. Amen. Because it's a stronghold of bondage, and Satan's at work. And uh, God just has worked on me since then in the 1990s to um, to just give it over to Him and to be free. Christ came as to set us free, not only from these compulsive habits and addictions and various sins, but really from ourselves and our sin nature. And uh, I just wanted to call you all and share my vision with you because I, I, I've i just been impressed with the Lord the last couple of weeks to contact you, and I, I believe the Lord's calling me to start an evangelistic ministry, uh, particularly with the interest of sexual addictions and homosexuality and uh, but also other things, family problems in the uh, South Austin region. Amen. And I felt like this may be my season. I, I also am trained in counseling and have not specialized in this area, but um, but I have worked a bit with it through doing some volunteer internship with CPS and and juvenile probation and some other things. Well, I am so grateful that you're sharing. You know, the, and I'll just call you chaplain if that's okay. The the yes. great. You're welcome to contact us. Uh, we uh, we live not too far from South Austin. We live in the Canyon Lake area, which is about 35, 40 minutes from South Austin. And and the great thing is, is is you, you know, in my opinion, and I, I and I have some training in counseling, but I, I'll just say, in my opinion, the gift of counsel from God is so much more uh, helpful than just counseling. And so it sure sounds like God has gifted you with His gift of counsel and and even coming from the place of knowing the brokenness is so helpful. I think I've run into so many men who've said, you know, I went to one counselor and they said they never even had this problem and I didn't know quite what to do and they didn't seem to really know what to do. And and so I just so appreciate there's somebody out there who's saying, you know, I've been there and I'd like to help. That's a, a great, a great thing. Well, and, and I know it's it, it's a calling and truthfully, we could go to the general topic of Christianity, and there may be people listening and have to understand Christ calls us to reach out to a hurting and a lost world. Amen. And it's it's always something bigger than us, because it does, in my belief system, require a amount of uh, self-denial. Uh, Christ said, if any man will be my disciple, he must first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So... 
no condemnation. I, I totally agree with what you said. Condemnation has never worked, uh, not only with pornography or other sexual sins, but for that matter, any sin. Amen. One of my other struggles is, is covetousness, and not in the sense of money, but, uh, you know, I've had a propensity towards electronic toys, and I find the Lord saying, okay, you know, it's time to mature. It's time to grow up. It's not just an issue of being free of yourself or your sin or your pet uh, pet um, interests in this world, but it's just an issue of maturing and becoming uh, that that Christian adult that God has called us to be. When when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me, and so there's no condemnation. Uh, in times when I struggle with depression, I found that those who were patient and most loving towards me and hugged me and would pray with me, rather than giving me tons of advice. They were the ones who were the hands of Christ helping me get through. They'd hold me accountable, but they wouldn't try to drive me with a needle because they didn't know what to do with me. Amen. Amen. Because condemnation and trying to drive someone to a place of repentance, the only thing, the only, the only person is the Holy Spirit that can drive us to repentance. And that way, and when you try to force someone to repent, all you get is rebellion and frustration and shame. And so that is so true. Um, and you know what I've found, Chaplain, is that I've found that sometimes, like when we have a propensity to a stronghold, whether it be pornography or covetousness or, or whatever it is, you know, um, I've found that if I, if I'm, if, if I'm willing and I begin seeking the Lord, He will show me the places in my life where I've been broken, where mm. that brokenness allows those things to mean more to me than they should. You know, when yes. I've gotten too connected to food or too connected to video games or even too connected to to, to pornography, and not too connected, but connected at all to pornography, yes. you know, then God began to say, if you'll seek me, I will show you your pain and your past that caused you to seek those things. Yes. And as he began to heal those things, then I didn't seek him nearly as much. So sometimes you're absolutely right. It's a maturity and it's just saying, okay, Lord, show me where my brokenness is that causes this temptation to win over me every time. Yes. If I may, um, and there's two things here that going back to how you originally began this show uh, today, uh, you talked about purity in general. And purity covers not only sexual sin, but generally every area. When something is besetting and snags you and weighs you down, uh, is generally somewhere related to an issue of purity, like you said, overeating or anything compulsive. And there's virtually no one out there who doesn't struggle with some sort of compulsive desire. What Christ came to set us free, uh, you know, the Lord actually brought something to my attention through your own testimony. I, I had, I apologize, I'd forgotten exactly when your show comes on, and I'd gone to your home page yesterday. And I found something in your own testimony that uh, the Lord was speaking to me. And if you have time, maybe you can elaborate a little bit. Uh, just a few days ago, the Lord just was weighing in my heart, uh, referring to something you said earlier. So, you know, we uh, Romans 8.14 says that those that are led by the Spirit, the same are the sons of God. So we have to be led by the Spirit, not just try in our own power to give things up. It has to be his enablement and that's why we serve a supernatural god Absolutely. but the lord lord showed me i'd had some other sin in my life and and i just i knew it was god talking to me but i, I prayed for a couple of days what what and couldn't seek it and i came onto your web 
website and uh, talked about when you were having a time before you and Shay were married of counseling and visiting together, and she challenged you that you didn't feel worthy of God's love. And that had been a stronghold for you, getting a breakthrough. And then somewhere in that, I remember you you revealing that, maybe you can elaborate on this, you revealing that God was pointing out to you that, mo- I guess, most of your life, you you had selfishness in your heart. And it was the operational root behind the pornography, the other sexual uh, habits and God began to speak to me just in the past couple of days. He said, bingo, right there, buddy. You know, and I'm in my mid-40s, but God said, it's selfishness. And, and and only God can, through his love and power, set me free from that. So I began to yield that. And I just had to stop and praise God. Look, Lord, you used Brother Preston just on his testimony on the webpage to help me get to a root issue, which is even behind the pornography and the behavior and so forth. So it, maybe you, you might... Uh, elaborate on that a little bit, the selfishness and how God had revealed that to you. Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, do you want to stay on the line or you want to just listen or what would be best for you? Uh, whatever's preferable to you. I also want to ask you, I do want to connect with your ministry and would it be better to send you maybe a brief bio and an email or call you guys during the week or how would that play? Email is great. Uh, we're in counseling so much during the day that sometimes we can't get back to the phone messages right away, but a, an email, you could even send it personally to Lee at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. That would be great. Okay, great. Well, if you'd like me to get off, that's fine. I just whatever is easier for you. I just uh, I want to not hinder the show, but be a blessing. You are a blessing. You're definitely a blessing. Well, I'll just let you stay on that. We have any questions? We haven't got any other callers right now, but um, you know that what I was and, and what you're bringing up there is a a situation that you know when you feel at least when I felt so unworthy of. The love of Christ because of all I had done. You know, I got into porn. I got into compulsive masturbation. I got into things that led me down a path. And I just, I kept it secret. And part of the selfishness began, the self-centeredness began whenever I started realizing, you know, if people really know me, they're not going to really want to know me. And so... I began to focus so much on trying to brush up my image that I could portray something great rather than just coming clean and telling somebody this is what I struggle with. And so when you feel so unworthy, at least what I did is I, and as I began to draw inward and I just started saying, well, if nobody else is going to care about what I what I go through, nobody else cares what I am. I know God doesn't love me. I know my parents would kill me if they found out about everything. I know my friends wouldn't want to know me if they, so I'm just going to turn inward. And, and then what you, what I began to do is I just began to concentrate on my own needs. I began to figure out, well, if I don't meet my needs, then no one else is going to meet them for me. And then I certainly have a right to do this because guess what, God, you're not helping me and you're not coming to my aid. And so I'm just going to get a met however I can get a met. And there was also, I just would, I, I love this word. I came to this word, uh, several, a couple of years into my healing, um, hedonism. 
you know, that old, that old word that says eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow you die. And what that taught me in my own self-centeredness was, is guess what? I have a right to feel okay. I have a right to feel better. You know, I'm disappointed with my life. I know I'm not going where I should go. I know that my parents wouldn't like me if they knew me. So you know what? I'm just going to pour my life into making myself feel better and doing what I want to do that makes me feel good. And and that's a, a dangerous place because I also learned that in our family growing up. My my our one of our kind of underlying family beliefs was, you know, it's about our comfort. It's about what we want. And so that whole self-centeredness thing begins to sink in and say, you know what, if I don't get my needs met, then nobody else is going to do it for me. So I better just do it on my own. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. The driving force in some of the, even sadly, not only the, if you will, the unbelieving, if there are any listening, unbelieving individuals that don't know God, have never claimed to, or just tacitly say, I know God, but they've, they've never had a relationship with the Christ of the Bible. But even in so much, sadly, some of the modern twists of, of this kind of um, easygoing God, the old grandpa in heaven, so to speak, it's just you're here to be blessed and get everything you want, and, and, and it's all about you. And, of course, you know, Christ taught us to pray his kingdom come, his will be done, not not our will be done. So we can't just go lay hands and claim everything we want to. Eventually someone else is going to get hurt, and certainly we'll end up hurting ourselves in a, in a blind, selfish view. Absolutely, and what ends up happening then is you just feel worse. Yes. You know, you think you're trying to get your own needs met, and you're doing what you need to do to get your needs met, and then you look up and you've lost everything and you've destroyed everyone. And then you look up and you go, see, I knew I was a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, yes. I knew I wasn't yes. any good. And so guess what? All I'm worthy of is just doing what I do and and trying to fill as much as I can fill. And you're absolutely right. For folks who don't know the Lord or who don't know the Holy Spirit, you know, it's a crazy road because it will tell you that you can just do what you want. And if somebody gets upset about it, who cares? It's it's about me. And I have to, <laughs> Shay and I, I've, uh, joke sometimes about some new counseling words that people use a lot. These old, I'm just going to set up a boundary or I'm just going to mm. kick you out of my life. Well, that's great to do, but it sometimes doesn't really do it in a healthy way. What it says yeah. is, is it's all about me. And if I, if I don't like what you tell me, then I'm setting up a boundary and we end up losing people in our lives sometimes. And we think we've done it by the book or by what a psychologist might say is good is a good way to do it, but it's really very selfish. Yes. And I always, I always have a hard time finding and really seeing where Christ, our, our Christ, Jesus ever set up boundaries. Absolutely. And, and, and we'll save that for another day because boundaries, I, I think, tickle people's frustration. Some people love them and some people hate them. But certainly boundaries, you know, we just, we'll keep talking about that. But that selfish place is just, it's all about me and it's what I think I need and you better not step in on, on what I need. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I appreciate you. I just, I felt like in a sense this was my, 
my day, my new year to step out. I actually became familiar with your ministry, I think, in another program earlier last year, and and I was really enthralled. I said, Father, this is this is something he laid on my heart about four or five years ago that I was to begin to specifically reach out to those, not to, not to be the only part of an evangelistic ministry, but specifically to those with various sexual addictions, and particularly homosexuality. I'm brokenhearted that much of the American church doesn't seem to have I don't know if I'd say organized, but a, but a willful or intentional effort to reach the homosexual community. Uh, it's, it's like um, uh, it's like two forces opposing one another rather than uh, showing Christ. And, and it doesn't mean it'll always be easy. Uh, it doesn't mean it'll always be comfortable. Uh, nobody's necessarily going to want to hear what the other has to say at times. But uh, it, because we're, it's, just, it's a spiritual force of light versus dark, uh, Satan versus uh, the Lord Christ. But I, I really was enthralled, and I felt like uh, this is a new year, and it's begin. It's it's time for me to begin to move out there, serve the Lord a little greater, enter my maturity, not only personally with self-control and the Holy Spirit, but well, um, I'm so grateful to do what you're doing. I'm glad, and I'm sorry, Chapel, I'm going to have to cut you off because they're Good. cutting me off. But I'm so glad you called in. Please contact us. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you, sir. God Be bless you. God bless you this year. Hey, listeners, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll keep talking. If you keep listening, we do try to offer life's tough answers to also the tough questions and so we're just glad you called in and have, have been listening this evening and so we hope you join us next week don't forget the topic we'll be talking about sexual abuse and rape and what god looks at to healing hidden wounds sponsored by shadow of his wings ministry we hope through the words spoken here you found christ's hope healing and restoration Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.